to him who loved us and who washed us from our sins by his blood and made us kings and priests to God the Father. To him be all glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The sermon text for today is uh, that story in Mark chapter 1 as an example of the message found in Deuteronomy chapter 18 where it says the Lord Yahweh your God will raise up for you a prophet. Indeed in his name it has been Lutheran Schools Week and we were hoping to find ways to connect our our celebration, our thanks to God, not only for our school, but for Lutheran schools all over. With our uh, worship today, and we looked at the themes for uh, Lutheran Schools Week from our church body and, and what we ourselves developed, and then saw the regular readings appointed for this day and thought, hey, there is a connection because today's worship theme indeed is God's voice among us as we teach our children in our preschool, Sunday school, so many other ministries of Trinity Lutheran Church, even more importantly in our homes, parents are charged first of all with uh, teaching these things to their children. And as we speak one to another, the truths in church, and then even more beyond as we go forth to people in our daily lives that don't know them. This is God's voice amongst us. And that, that should astound you. We, we, we sometimes, I think, I do, take it for granted that uh, we're speaking for God. That's what the word prophet means, to speak for, speak forth for God. It's the voice of God that is echoing amongst us. And that means a number of things. I think, first of all, it, it, it might scare us. I mean, this is staggering when you think about it. God's voice. I know many people want to hear the voice of God in their life. But if they really thought about what that would mean, his holiness thundering over their sin, the truth of their comparison with that holy God, you and I too as poor miserable sinners, it should be something actually in our sinful nature we would avoid. 
It's here in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Did you notice that little snippet there where Moses preaching sermons here in Deuteronomy you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly let me not hear again the voice of Yahweh my God or see this great fire anymore lest I die they were scared of God's appearance we know from Exodus 20 but also his voice speaking among them. This is the awesome holy God. And that should convict us of our unholiness, our sin, and deserve damnation. Indeed, we see his perfection here in Deuteronomy chapter 18 it is a prediction of the prophet Jesus the Christ I mean immediately yes as Moses is about to die it's a prediction of Joshua whom God would raise up as a prophet succeeding Moses and of all the prophets with a small p that were to come but we know this is a prediction of Jesus. Peter, in Acts chapter 3, quotes it applied to Jesus. In Acts chapter 7, Stephen cites this verse 2, eventually saying to the people, convicting them of their sin, that they killed, rejected the Holy One of God. If we were to see, first of all, in our sin, the voice of God personified in that perfect Jesus, it would be staggering, convicting, indeed, damning. And so we examine that voice. People purport to speak in God's name and miss that message and so much more. There are criteria here for faithful teaching and preaching in God's name. Indeed, the threat, a prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak or speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. But the text goes on to say, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that Yahweh has not spoken. We can examine the purported voice of God in our life to see, first of all, if it is true. And second of all, if it coordinates with all else that he has spoken. Hebrews chapter 1 says in many and different ways 
through the prophets God has spoken to us but in these latter days he has spoken to us by his son does the voice of God shared in your life correspond to the voice of Jesus in the scriptures the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 emphasizes that someone needs to agree with him speaking Christ's word if he thinks he is a prophet we have a standard for the perfect voice of God amongst us what is true what is recorded in the Bible and indeed what is divine truly of God is this voice and amazingly contrary to every other voice of God heard in our world that simply gives guidance or issues threats the voice of God amongst us is astoundingly the divine voice of love. I recently finished Deuteronomy in my daily devotions and re-highlighted in a different Bible so many sections of it. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, God talks about his word to the people and says this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you neither is it far off it is not in heaven that you should say who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it nor is it beyond the sea that you should say who will go over to the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it the word is very near you it is in your mouth it is in your heart so that you can do it and again that word has come to us as the Savior Jesus yes full of glory I'll mention that at the end but full of truth of God's salvation the word became flesh and dwelt among us and that word is the word given for your sin and mine the word that overcomes the gap between you and God the word that draws God to you and you to God it is the Lord the Savior Jesus and that divinity of the word I think is so often seen amongst us in the the beauty of its proclamation and sound I have the privilege as the the preacher in the church to see in quotation marks God's voice at work amongst his people. I see at times, yes, the conviction of sin when God's law is preached, but I pray all the more, and most of all, 
I see often on your faces that, that joy, that peace, when the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed, it is good news. Romans chapter 10, the apostle Paul emphasizes how beautiful are the feet of him who brings good news. Indeed, salvation high on the mountain, our God comes to us to speak the most beautiful voice of sins canceled, of glory assured, of his presence now and forever. And that divinity stands on its own. It needs nothing from us, cleverly developed sermons or, or church programs as creative as they may be simply the word. I shared last week as we looked at the pastoral office, one of my theme verses, simply preach the word, Paul told Timothy. Jeremiah chapter 23 shares the same thing in different words. It emphasizes there, let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream. That's fine if people want to come up with all kinds of human things. But let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, wheat declares the Lord. Simply quoting Bible verses people who need them. My son yesterday on the phone shared with me one of those God moments. He spends time online in chats and, and study groups and they were talking, I think it was about faith and what is faith. And suddenly Joseph said, I don't know what came upon me, Dad, but all these Bible verses came to mind. When others were talking about human things, he started quoting scripture and it held the day in that discussion. This is God amongst us. And that means there are awesome, eternal, everlasting results. As God's word is spoken amongst us, this we must always envision as we go through the routines of, of running a preschool or having family devotions or sharing Bible verses and birthday cards or little notes to friends and neighbors and co-workers. The results are clear. Maybe not in ways we can immediately see two consecutive sections from Isaiah 55. I said just a couple of weeks ago, I quote a lot. It begins as God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares Yahweh. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. He's doing things we can't even imagine as he speaks amongst us. But there is the promise, surely.
sure and powerful as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth making it bring forth and sprout giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth it shall not return to me empty but shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. There's the full quote of the whole section. God's mysterious word is accomplishing forgiveness of sins. Even as it's spoken here formally in worship or when you put your arm around someone, yes, even in these days, and say, Jesus loves you Indeed, as we declare that he is King of kings, Lord of lords, even over sickness, over every earthly problem, over death and damnation, it happens. That salvation solution amongst us. And that we shall see. This word has glorious results. I, I mentioned John 1:14. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The very next line says, and we have beheld what? His glory. We're going to celebrate that in two weeks on Transfiguration Sunday. Jesus gave us a glimpse on that mountain and we shall see the glorious results. I found a verse I had forgotten this week that basically says the same thing in 2 John. We don't often quote 2 John. He writes there, if anyone comes to you and does not, or I'm sorry, earlier, everyone who does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God and all his glory. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. We could add the Spirit. God and all his glory is yours soon you shall see indeed forever and ever as we celebrate Lutheran schools week we're not just talking about things here on earth our school and all schools won't last and the earthly things we have and develop will all burn in fire Isaiah 40 says all flesh is grass and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field the grass withers the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it the people are grass the grass withers the flower fades but the word of our God stands forever the prophetic word Peter quotes that in 1 Peter chapter 1, that's that section that begins with the promise. You have been born again through the living and abiding word of God. Not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Then it quotes that and it says, this is the good news that was preached to you and which you carry forth, which we will continue to proclaim in all our ministries and our children's children. Indeed, what we will have forever. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, 
but my words will never pass away because the word is him. I checked with Larry beforehand to ask if he had heard me use a classic sermon illustration and I don't remember doing it and if I did you need to hear it again about the professor who told the students in his class that they could use one resource for the final exam they could bring into class one piece of paper and whatever was on that piece of paper they could use for the test one enterprising student brought in a blank sheet of paper and when the test began he set it on the floor and motioned to the professor and said stand on this paper and incarnate <laughs> in the paper he had all the truth amen